This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Hey, this is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. You're tuning into a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers and visual artists having their say. And today, as always, we're rompiendo barreras, having fun, extolling our gente, our artists and cultura. But this is a special occasion. So um, I'm talking to uh, our dear friend, Vidi Ramos. ¿Cómo estás? Good. Thank you for having me. A little impromptu visit. So... Thank you. But I did want to share this moment for a couple reasons. One, this is a big deal. So I want to tell people what's going on now. I want to tell people what happened with the Alma and Museum of Fine Art Houston studio visits. And then I want them all porque se van a poner celosos. They're going to be like, what's going on? I feel left out. Oh my gosh, I missed it. You will have a chance to not only experience all the beautiful art by the 33 visual artists who form part of the Alma 2023 visual artists, including the five who are recognized further as the 2023 Alma and MFA H studio artists. You'll also get to participate in an auction. It'll be a silent auction, which has begun already. So you can participate in that. You go to Artsy, look up Alma. It gets tricky, two A's, two H's. I don't want to talk about it. That's just, that's just... Así son las siglas, okay? Ahí está. <laughs> and then there's also, you'll have to register for the live auction, which will take place Friday, May 12th, 7 p.m. at the Post. You have to register for all three things to participate, but it's going to be a great night of culinary food, including some of our chefs. So we're bringing you all the senses. Um, but I'm so happy that you're here for a special reason, including bringing this beautiful work to its new home. Tell us the name, and I want to talk about it. The name of this piece is Te Bajé La Luna y Las Estrellas. It's part of the collection that I have where I started doing, I started painting iconic characters from Mexico, and then, I like Negrete, Pedro Infante, and Maria Felix, and then I said, what else is iconic? And I started doing the food as characters themselves. I have, in the auction, I have uh, La Dueña de Mis Quincenas, which you refer to as Doña Concha, it's a woman. <laughs> Uh, a female with the head of a concha bread. Um, and then this is part of that collection where I just make a main character. So this is uh, paying homage to our heritage, to our ancestors. Uh, this is the Baja la Luna Las Estrellas about their impact of how they brought the moon, uh, studied the calendar, studied the astronomy, and, and gave us all those gifts. And that is the name of this piece. All of them have titles in Spanish. I'm from Mexico, so I want to, I, I told you, like, I, I'm standing my ground with my titles in Spanish, um, <laughs> and that's the way it is. Um, and yeah, so this is one of those pieces. Well, and, and I think it is really powerful. I'm glad that it, it belongs to me now in my house. I want to tell you what caught my attention, what spoke to me so vividly. Um, but I also want to talk about you as a visual artist and your approach, because you are Mexicana, vives in Houston, but you don't care about fronteras. Is that fair to say? I mean, no. I, I was born and raised in Mexico. I've been here in the U.S. I've been living in Houston for 15 years. 
I, I just share my experience. I know everybody's experience has been different. We all come from different places at different times. Uh, but I think uh, we all have things that pull us together. I try to share my experience, my experience with I, I'll paint the Chapulín. And I know people here and there in South America, everywhere I grew up with him. So I know it's not as strictly to Mexican culture, to Latinos, to Chicanos, to Tejanos. A lot of people can identify. I just try to share my experience and see if others share a piece of that with me. No, to me, it comes out in, in, in the works. I don't want to say too much because the piece is so powerful. I want to hear more from you. But I do want to say one thing that it really evoked in me is that as a, a Chicano, this speaks to not just our Mexica roots, but uh, also for me uh, on the cover of my book, At the Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Cultural Capital, you'll see me on a piramide. And when I went there in, in uh, just outside of Mexico City in Teotihuacan, mm -hmm. it blew my mind. And that was testament to our power, our, our, our culture. And I feel like in this country, sometimes we're convinced that that's not the case. But I was standing on the proof and I had a pause. But what I love too is your style talks about all these different influences. And to me too, we are astronomers. We were charting the stars. We were so civilized. And then over this cultural choque that made us want to forget that. And to me, this is a very powerful way to talk about that. And, and more than coming up with a universal title for Latino or, or Mexican-American or Chicano, to me, art is a powerful explanation. And I think, too, it's your approach to the art because you mentioned that your mom is a very formal artist, but you're not as formal. You're definitely not an artist in your own yes. vein, but tell us about that. Yeah, so she started, she properly, she started art. She is an oil painter and I just learned by being next to her. Everybody asks, I meet people, especially like uh, with Alma, where are you from? Oh, Glassell. And I'll start, I'm from my garage. My, <laughs> my mom would give me her acrylic paintings because those were more affordable and I was just a doodler. But she gave me the freedom to practice and to enjoy and to create my own vision. So I'm very far removed from what she does, but she supports my art. Um, but yes, like you said about the piece, so um, I, I intentionally make it made him a, a proper, like an astronaut, a scientist. It's not, uh, we forget about how much they gave us about all the um, education, all the science, all the, the things that we use now. Uh, we forget where it's from and people forget to give proper credit. So I think this is just for you to know, like you, you might forget that we brought you, we're equal to all those, like you, you give power and awards to all those scientists and books. And while we don't have their proper specific names of each person, we honor them, we paint them, mm -hmm. we distribute their image. Uh, we want them to be known and respected. So this is. I, I love all that. I think I love it too, because you are outside of the, the uh, typical language of visual arts, in my opinion. And to me, that speaks to the Chicano experience. Estás rompiendo barreras que te valen. I think I told you that my husband says my style is chileo. That I'll do, I'll go wherever. Like I, I like painting what I feel like, and I don't, um, I don't want to be boxed boxed into a specific style. I'll do abstracts. I'll do uh, pieces related to poetry. That's also one of the pieces in Alma. I just I just want to evoke a feeling and I know people will connect with it. Some people will connect with the poetry. Some people will connect with the ancestry. But I think at the end, it all it all forms me. It will all form by books and songs and images and history. It all creates who we are. And I think some people will identify with different pieces of each. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I don't want to bog down too much on the aesthetics, the styles. But I do want to say one thing. Uh, you do have 
so much different training. You are a, you you love food. You create food. You're a designer. You've created puzzles from this. You're a businesswoman. Uh, I think you bring all that to the table. Let me ask you something. You do a lot of research too. Break down some of the research you did for this powerful piece because I don't want to talk about all the all the ways it hits me because I will throughout you know throughout uh, its stay in, in my domain, <laughs> uh, even from the feathers to exactly the celestial portrayal mm -hmm. uh, to the colors. But tell me, tell us a little bit about what you did study and some of the um, aspects that you did want to directly relate. Uh, well, specifically just growing up, I had heard about their influence growing up with all, all the different heritage cultures, going to Mexico, visiting Teotihuacan, visiting um, Chichen Itza, although so I understood, I took the tours, I got it straight from the, the source, their importance and, and when we go there, giving uh, like from the source, not just textbooks. Mm -hmm. uh, telling us of how that impacted their life and how it continues to impact theirs. Um, I took photo, uh, I went through images of festivals uh, through books to see what they wore, um, to see what I could implement. And of course, like I said, it kind of transformed the, I forget the armadura, <laughs> whatever he's wearing, until I connected it into a more like a, a mom to translate it into a modern, like the helmet. But I didn't want to lose. Um, I don't know if it can show there. And then when I cover my mouth, it covers a microphone. But I didn't want to lose uh, the aspect of their traditional, um, what they wear mm -hmm. um, whenever creating the helmet. I don't know where my hand is. Uh, but yeah, so I, I went through the photos. I went through through experience and through what I learned to try to produce this piece. Um, I always try to clash and make it. Some of my pieces are more serious. Some of them will go towards the fun. I try to mix and blend both in a few. And I think this is part of that, just making it fun. Um, like, oh, an astronaut, but then also like pulling from history and, and pulling from, from the strength that has built us. <laughs> well, and, and you live those pyramides. They, you know, you got to go there many times. Um, mm -hmm. When I finally went as an adult, it was mind it, bending and powerful and it's mind bending still when i go and i'll go back and i had a chance to take my son which i think is very powerful as i had explained that i started painting about mexico because he does not get to grow up in mexico which i mm -hmm. think it's it's a blessing to have been able to be there and grow there and connect with everything when you're here you're sometimes removed mm -hmm. you'll hear things that sometimes are not like based on facts so like taking him to a source and seeing like looking at him marvel mm -hmm. i think if you're able to be marveled in person it's harder for you to be like affect people's words, affect mm -hmm. you once you've been there and been at the source. Mm -hmm. So what I try to pull from that, bring it into paintings and bring it into households and to people here that can feel the power of that that you feel when you're there. That's fantastic. And of course, you know, we have a Mexicana, con Chicano, aquí en Texas, or Occupied Mexico, if you like. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about um, what happened over the weekend, because that too was, uh, I think we broke a lot of barriers, because um, I want folks to imagine this. Here we are. What part of town do you live in? I live in the Energy Corridor, I-10-ish. So we went to a residential neighborhood in the energy house. corridor to your house. To my house. And here comes um, Mari Carmen Ramirez with some of the folks from her Latinx art fund, from her staff, some folks from um, 
uh, other organizations. I also serve on the Latino Advisory Committee for the Museum of Fine Arts Houston under Mari Carmen Ramirez. And then also here comes the folks from ALMA, uh, including our chair, Haroldina Interiano Weiss, uh, Gabriela Magana, board member Gracie Sines. I was there as well. And we visited five of the visual artists, but that was so powerful because basically we had the community organization ALMA, which is on its road to be a major institution with the legacy organization, Museum of Fine Arts Houston, convening in your casita. In my little house. <laughs> I, had, I had coffee and conchas for all the They were good. There. So yeah, so I, I, I got the opportunity, thank you so much, to open my doors. Um, th there was an option to see if we wanted a show over in Glassell as a support to artists, but I said, no, well, it's better for you to know my surroundings, mm -hmm. what inspires me. My whole house is covered in my art. Um, and it, it was, yeah, it was, it's a great opportunity to talk. You gave me the chance to speak to everyone about what has inspired me and, and the decisions that I've made in my art. Um, it was a great opportunity. I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed it. No, that's powerful. And actually that's when I, when I got to see this piece and I, I said, I have to, I have to have it. Uh, ha having said that, this is a unique collaboration with the Museum of Fine Arts Houston and Alma. And I think it is very unique to have an established organization working with a new organization but i want to stress that's what it takes the the metaphor of us walking into your house <laughs> you know they're in a neighborhood where you know that that's usually not the case that's not where you go to find high art but there you are i i i, I don't want to say too much about it because i want to get to folks how they can participate in this joy as well don't don't feel left out um but i would add that the the next step we have to keep working together. Why? All your neighbors need to be engaged. All the people in that neighborhood need to be engaged. We went to five different spots where those folks are not on the typical terrain or imagination or radar of established art legacy organizations across the board. I'm excited that we can bring them all together. So I, I, ho I hope you kind of felt the energy for all that. I felt the energy. And I, like I said, I've been here for quite a few years, many years, 15 years. Um, there is something happening. You've said that there's more opportunities. There's they're bringing us. The, we're building a table. I was going to say they're bringing us into the table. We're bringing, we're building the table. Um, we're getting opportunities that I hadn't seen before. I'm very grateful to be part of this. Um, and to like, and, I, and I've told you before, bringing other artists along. It's not just about an opportunity for me. It's for us to pull each other together. Once we're all supporting each other, then that's when we get stronger. So bringing other artists to the table, giving them opportunities. I'm very excited. For all that, that's, to come. that's fantastic. So let's tell folks how they can get involved. You were part of the Nuestra Palabra 25th anniversary showcase because you've got one piece that's in the uh, far end of the exhibit hall, uh, Doña Concha, but that attracts so much attention. And in all the photos, she's like in half yeah, of all I the photos, uh -huh. just standing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's drawing the people. People can bid on her uh, for the auction. And then you've got a, that's in the silent auction. In the live auction, you have another piece where it's based on a poem. I got a chance to read the poem out loud. You explained it. Uh, that's going to be in the live auction. Tell folks a little about that piece. Yeah, so first, Doña Poncha, that's a silent auction. And I think that's in Arts It Closes on Monday. The, the live auction is on Friday. That piece is El Credo. And that's a different style than this. Like I said, I, I go everywhere. And that's about textures. 
I did some woodwork to do mm -hmm. a, a specific, very like uh, mm -hmm. highlighted through framing. El Credo is a poem that I learned when I was little about the love you have for your country, about how you sometimes see its faults and still the love is there. You don't know why you still love something that sometimes has failed you, but the love is there. You don't see it. You feel it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a long poem. It's like 14 verses, I think, or more. Um, But that, so the, the, the art piece in its, in its texture, it says Mexico Creo en Ti, that's the title. And I did it in textures to, to be, be like a concrete wall that's being broken, but it's still standing strong. It's a very powerful poem I hold dear, dear to my heart. And, and as I've been able to talk to it about other people, it just, they feel the same things. And sometimes it's not just Mexico, they feel it about their own country. So the power of how we're all united by a feeling sometimes of, impotencia of mm. not being able to do things but you love your country you're here to represent it you're here to build it to grow it to not let yourself be pulled down because mm. of what's happening to build it together to build yourself up as well no and i thank you for being part of it why because it's hidden in the piece so to mm -hmm. speak like a lot of our culture and i had heard the poem tangentially it didn't hit me till that day mm -hmm. and it's more of your uh nostalgia for it She, introducing it to me again and then it, it meant a lot for me to share it with our audience there that 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 night that was the kickoff of the Nuestra Palabra 25th anniversary season and of course that was an emotional moment for me but to be able then to be reading tu interpretación una obra de arte you interpreting your interpretation <laughs> you know? um, but then uh, you know that poem coming out of me in the full voice of the microphone um, and, you know, your emotion to it. And there's the art piece behind us mm -hmm. because what I love too, is it what's behind me too. You're in every picture somehow because it's, it's either La Concha, uh -huh. Doña Concha uh -huh. or, or, you know, every, yeah. or, 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 or Mexico Grande. Yeah, and this one's a little more silent, mm -hmm. lingering there. Mm -hmm. But it got to speak louder at the end, and symbolically. Like you, said, you cannot see the Mexico Granti when you're far away. And sometimes people don't know the poem and they're like, oh, that's very cool, Mexico Granti. Mm -hmm. But then once you see the poem, I think you understand why I chose the textures, why I chose the colors, why I also I chose to frame the material that's mm -hmm. also symbolic to Mexico, uh, the fragility of Mexico that's mm -hmm. also in the frame. It's a very fragile frame. Um, so all of it was put together to evoke that strength and that fragility and, and that protecting Uh, of the feeling of the love, the unbreakable. As the poem says, it, it, there's a, a part where it says, I don't I don't know why, but it's something that's there. Mm. Um, and, and we don't know why. And we don't know why. <laughs> she doesn't like to get too deep. She claims that she doesn't like to speak in public. She I don't. does all that. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to push you too far uh, into that, but uh, how eloquent you are want to see your range of styles we're just talking about three different styles and we hope that people will support i do want to mention that that evening 50 of the proceeds will go to alma and 50 will go to the artist so thank you so much for making that contribution we hope that folks will support and finally that's actually all part of research i'm proud to be the chair of the community engagement committee and i want you to know that basically we will convey to the rest of the world that there is interest in Latino art and culture and that we can support on our own terms. So thank you so much. Hey, this has been Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante for Nuestra Palabra. Y despídete de tu público. Bye, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Adios, thank you so much. Nada de eso te puede levantar